You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome, welcome. Hello there. It's been a little bit. Yeah, we didn't even remember how long it was. <laughs> no, we, we we got a little lost. Yeah, so it's okay. We were busy. We were busy doing things that are important. Yeah, they were very important. And everybody who tuned in last week, you got a great show from The Vault. Yeah, Thought it was one of our first opinions. pre-recorded. Um, of course, I offended South Korea. That's totally fine. Yes, you fine. did. Let's, like the let's entire just country. relive that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's. I mean, go listen to it. It's it's uploaded on our iTunes. and Totally do um, that. Yeah, go check it the out. The hate mail, go hey, check it out. bring it. Bring yeah, it. hey, no, I'm okay because I will not be able to read any of it. It's all in Korean. <laughs> it's fine. So you're it good. It was good. good. I will say it was kind of fun. We listened to a little bit of it, but it was good. Because what were we doing last weekend? We were over in the Tri-Cities for Mid-Columbia Pride. We were actually hosting that. We were. They allowed us, hey, they allowed us on the back of a convertible they did. to wave at people. Mm-hmm. The whole time, if he wi- if he hit the gas too much, yeah. we, <laughs> we would, would fling back Almost fall off. <laughs> and it was so much fun to do that for the whole two blocks. It, it was, was great. It was a blast. Yes. And um, we do want to say, uh, before we go to what our experience down there was, we want to remind everybody, obviously Project X happened at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. We were very excited. Your pictures are up. If you went you had your pictures done on the, the red carpet, uh, there are links to those pictures that you can download on hotmesssunday.com. Uh, go there. You can get your pictures downloaded there, which That's is exciting. Awesome. They're finally yeah. up. Yeah, you, you get your red carpet pictures, put them on Facebook, look all cool. Do it. Mm-hmm. Let's make facebook red carpet ready well right now it's really rainbow ready because i look into my friends you know statuses and everything everyone's rainbow i love it but i think that's amazing me i'm not even though i totally agree but i had to go with love wins okay because i was feeling love so i see you hate us okay (laughs) so you're on the wrong side okay i know it's okay completely i I guess you're christian and conservative (laughs) now that's you're fine are you black baptist again i have been pretending to be (laughs) a caucasian gay male (laughs) here you go for so long you're a double agent i am i am Uh. at least i didn't use tanner i'm just saying (laughs) <laughs> um, but, yeah, we had a lot of fun down in Pride. We actually met a lot of cool people that we you did. are going mm-hmm. to get to meet on our show over the next couple months. Um, as we were on stage, we met a lot of the, the acts that were there, uh, some very talented people. And we're excited to help them kind of get to know different markets. So we're going to exactly. bring them here as well. So yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So and then you danced. I did. Da- you guys all saw the video. If you didn't, yep. it's then on Facebook and our website because mm-hmm. Kurt could not resist putting Hilarious. it up there. Hilarious. Um, yes, I did. Because people weren't dancing. The The music was hip and hopping and hip hopping. Um, no, but it was it was yeah, good music. It, it was, was like it was your, that. your gay vibe, but no one was dancing. And so I went out to get people yeah. to dance and you they were, did. You line danced with the young lady. I, <laughs> you mm-hmm. you hip hop danced. You just whatever they wanted yeah. to do, Sergey was in. If they wanted to twerk it, I would twerk it. That let's if they didn't want to twerk it, you would twerk it. Yeah. You just you wanted to twerk it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a forced twerker. That's true. That's true. You are. But we had a whole lot of fun. That was a uh, the day before. That was about a third. I almost said 33, like a 23 hour day for us. It, so wa- it was way long. Right. So it Early was perfect uh, for us to be delirious and, and on a stage mm-hmm. in the heat. I know. But anyways, and now of course, if you're in Spokane at all, you know that Hoop Fest. 
it's happening, it's happening. and it's right right across the studio it's kind of you know there's only one thing good about hoop fest and 106 degree weather and it's all the shirtless just that ripped is. buff boys that are sweating and that was leave. the oh yeah it was the only good thing about yeah. having to park a mile away and walk into the studio exactly. this morning exactly was i had to like follow a lot of them so it was yeah I mean, given I might have taken a few detours, yeah. but <laughs> I go. eventually made it to the you studio. You know, it's funny because yesterday I was walking to work through the main stage of the Hoop Fest whole thing, and all the people were play- playing, and I don't know which there was more of, people watching basketball players right. play or the gay people in their pride swag checking the basketball players right, out. Exactly. It was, it was pretty much equal, you know, yeah, on each let's side. Let's face it. So. I just wish it would happen in 75-degree weather. Yeah. Yeah, please, a little cooler. I please. mean, they can still take off. They sweat when they play. Those yeah. shirts can still be removed. <laughs> shirts versus the skins, right? Right. That's how they play it. I like it. Skin versus skins. <laughs> Just come out. Because, you know, <laughs> when I <laughs> when I get down to the skins, I bring all the boys to the yard. Oh, yeah. There you go, Jonathan. <laughs> to speaking, quickly dress me. <laughs> speaking of bringing all the boys to the yard with your skins, um, right? we've been doing our 12-week challenge. So we have been. We're four weeks in, I think. Yeah, I think yeah, so. four weeks. I feel like that has flown by. I know. I'm way, already down 4% past. body fat. You are. That's insanity If not to me. more, because last we measured was a week ago. I know. You're you're flying. You're flying. It's And that's kind of fun. And like you're in there trying to bulk up. We all have our goals. Kurt goes... Yeah. All the time. Yeah, he does. Kurt, okay, so Kurt's pointing at himself. He has been doing really well, but one thing I <laughs> want to point out, he hated the running so much. With a passion. With a passion, but he goes to the gym and is excited about it, which yeah, I every time. love. He's always right? there. See, he's always. in there. And he's not even just sitting down and, you know, having a beverage. He's actually <laughs> working, working out. Well, he is still sitting down and <laughs> having a beverage, too. I, I saw him doing that one time. Right. Um, now, remember, we always tell all of you out there, we're doing this 12-week challenge because back in January, we decided to do healthy things for our team. So we did the 5K in May, and now we're doing this 12-week challenge. You know, when the 12-week challenge is up, there's going to be another one right around the corner. And we always welcome all of our listeners. If you want to join, you don't even have to be from here. Yeah. Um, if you want to be part of this, we'll, we can do the email cam. Whatever you want to support you. Uh, join in. Mm-hmm. It's, I get much farther in these things because I have people around me. Because I just keep thinking, when I don't want to go, I think, oh, Sergey's going to judge me so hard. Oh, God <laughs> damn. I will. I will. So then I'm like, I better go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun, and we definitely want everybody, if you want to be a part of it, we'll send you the tips. We'll uh, give you our support. Everything. You just have to email us at listeners at hotmesssunday.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, more than happy, tell us you want to know what this 12-week challenge is. Tell us you want to know what all our healthy challenges are, and we are more than happy to bring you in on it. We so absolutely that's will That's how that's done. Uh-huh, that is. So before we go on to our music break, I'm just going to real quick mention uh, the blogs that we did because we will talk about them yes. later on. But the boys are always writing blogs for you, and we have a lot of updates coming on those in the near future. We'll keep you posted. Yeah, there's some new exciting new stuff New development. Happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so check those out there. They are on our website. We post them on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. This mm-hmm. week, they're both very political. They are. Mine mm-hmm. is uh, political employment. Uh, we, I think we forget that our candidates are actually interviewing for a job, and we are yeah. the boss. Exactly. And I think we have let the tables been turned, and we don't. We act like they tell us what they're going to give us. No, it's time in this country that we stand up and say, this is what I want, and I want you to answer to this exactly. subject. Yeah. Because the campaign promises and empty words mm-hmm. aren't going to get you anywhere. They so really that's aren't. mine. They really aren't. I like that. We'll talk about that, yeah. definitely. And then I talked, of course, how could you have missed it? Right. Uh, the Supreme Court 
uh, ruling this week. So I kind of talked about that and gave a different angle. We're all yeah. super excited about it. And it's we have amazing. a right to celebrate. We really do. We should celebrate. But yeah. we can't forget that it is not over. We're far from victory. And there will be a ton, a ton of backlash. Yeah, we're so going to get into that in the next segment. That's true. Uh, coming up pretty quick here. But to celebrate, of course, this week and all the joyous things that have happened, we're going to play Ty Herndon's Love Wins. Ty was on our show uh, just about a month ago, yeah. so here it is, Ty Herndon. Thanks for listening to Outspoken. This is Dan Savage. Hey, Dan. We love you. If you just joined us, of course you are listening to Outspoken on KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And that was Love Wins by our friend Ty Herndon. We told him when he was on the show that we expected the Supreme Court to rule in favor of gay marriage. And when that happened, that would be the theme song. And so, Ty, if you're listening, we love you. And that's a great song. I hope you're singing it at all the prides known to man and every concert now. Because, um... What a beautiful thing that is. If you are just tuning in, like I said, this is Outspoken, and we are bringing back a segment that we have been doing off and on for the past six months. Now it's going to become a regular monthly segment for you. It is Straight Talk. And so we have a Straight Talk with a dude in the studio right now, and we have a lovely even segment intro for you just for you. Straight Talk. Straight Talk. Straight. Straight Talk. talk. Totally rad because it's Straight Talk. Perfection. Perfection. Totally. And who is the perfection today, Sather? What up, what up? Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, we are thrilled to have you in the uh, suit. We've dude. wanted you in here for a while. I wanted to be here. You guys have way too much fun on We Sundays. do. We really do. It's it's the truth. That ain't I no know. Lie. And so, Sather, we asked him to be on, uh, on the air with us during Straight Talk because what we do, if you do not remember, is we take the dish of the week that Sergey and I would normally talk about and we want to throw in there a heterosexual perspective. We want to know uh, what them straight people think. <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, uh, uh, Sather's very, you're a very intelligent man. Mm -hmm. We I have try, many a talk you. when I come visit. Um, that is always fun. So we're just going to throw you into the mix today. I'm excited. Thank you so much, guys. Definitely. Yeah, of course. Dude, and I'm so excited to have you on here. Dude, it's, I mean, come on. Like, let's celebrate. <laughs> I mean, let's celebrate. On. Dude, dude. See, right. see what when straight talk happens, all I say is, dude, <laughs> dude. come on. Dude, dude come on. <laughs> dude and stuff. Exactly. And as you know, uh, I feel like I always have to warn people. As you know, uh, you know, Sergey and I talk a lot. We so do. just we do. barge right in that conversation. That's good. I love talking. Oh, see? That's you're true. You're just going to have to push us out of the way and say, I have an opinion. I yeah. have an opinion. Right. Well, let's talk. Let's start it off what with, you got? What you got? of course, the biggest thing in history of mm -hmm. ever. I mean, the Supreme Court just said, LGBT people, here are your rights. That's you right. can now marry across the nation. Law of the land is here. Law of the land, which we have been talking about since last mm -hmm. August. Will there be a law of the land? You know, the Katie Couric interview that happened last August with the notorious Ruth Bader Ginsburg, mm -hmm. um, who said in her her uh, conversation with Katie Couric, which was, listen, w it is our job to step in when the winds of cultural change are already happening, and yet there's confusion in the land. So she even said then, listen, we're not even going to contemplate making a decision or allowing ourselves to hear cases until one of the lower courts goes against all the others. And that is, of course, what happened in Ohio and Michigan and mm -hmm. all of those. Yeah. And every yeah. other court had said, no, you're right. We're striking down this ban. That was the first court that said, no, this isn't happening. Yeah. All of a sudden, everything Ruth Bader Ginsburg said was no longer 
just talking. It was actually put in action. And very shortly after that court decision was made in that district, we went to the Supreme Court in April of this year. Mm-hmm. Well, there's times like yeah. this you see the beauty and power of the Supreme Court, right? Right, When, absolutely. when theory becomes practice, when judicial activism must take place to make positive change. We've seen it a couple times in our culture, but right. this one, this one, there's something special about this. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. Well, and you mentioned it right there. There's something special about this. I think also in that the emotions are running so high. <coughs> Sergey, you talked about it in your article this week. People, there are there's a big division Oh yeah. Between oh the yeah. right and the left, let's just be honest, between the religious zealots saying, you know what, I, we're going to start a group together to make sure that there are laws in every state that are going to make this decision by the Supreme Court null and void. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. We, and when we were talking earlier, you even said, listen, the thing is, when a decision this broad and this big is made in the Supreme Court, there's going to we forget that that's not the end. It's no. going to be a few years of how do the states deal with it. Implementation is yeah. just yeah. as big as the actual document being handed down. You know, you look at uh, Brown versus Board of Education. You know, ending school segregation. Mm-hmm. There's the the, the practice and, and and the law that it's handed down, but enforcement became a big issue. You know, you'd yeah. have Absolutely. guards walking African Americans into schools. You know, and mm-hmm. I well, hope it doesn't come to that. But they've already seen some backlash. We definitely have, and exactly backlash. I mean, enforcement's definitely a big issue in one side of it, but then the backlash and how much fighting, especially legally, will happen against this. I'm really, I'm really uh, glad that it went to the Supreme Court rather than going up for a vote in. Congress or going up to the legislature right. to decide upon because we all know what I mean who's in power right now in Congress it's it's the right wing Republicans well right and now. let's face it Santorum even came out you know yeah. he's running for president for uh, Republican side wants to be the nominee nominee he said listen I'm going to take it yeah to the president and yeah. to the House I'm going to take it up to everybody above their heads mm-hmm. because this isn't right so here's the thing yes we had a major victory and that is so exciting. But there are still ways that we can be attacked and our rights can be rolled back. Mm-hmm. So we have Absolutely. to continue to be yeah. and to be aware of that. You know, something that we like to talk about and we've talked about before is that we don't have all the rights now that we have no. marriage equality. Because did you know that in so many states, I forget the number, but you still don't have the right to have a house if you're, you know, LGBT. Yeah, you, can you can be, be discriminated. discriminated. It comes down Employment. to the 14th, man. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have the 14th Amendment. You Absolutely. have to be covered, mm-hmm. you know, that equal protection clause. And until that yep. is there for LGBT community. But what do you say to people like, I mean, let's just face it. There were four dissenting judges, of course. One of them being Chief Justice John Roberts. Then, of course, Antonin Scalia, who's just <laughs> my superstar of the conservative. Oh, uh, Clarence man. Thomas, Samuel Alito, they were all against it. So they wrote four distinct dissenting judgments and chief justice roberts says you don't have a right to take this away from the states it it isn't constitutional to tell for us to tell you what to do what do we say to people like that because that's really let's face it the justices all have said some form of that in their dissent that is really where the foundation they're going to take for building a case about this not being we have to find other laws that's really where they're going to take it is they say, I mean, you mentioned 14th Amendment, Justin John Roberts, Justice John Roberts said this has nothing to do with the 14th Amendment. And that's what's scary, man. That's yeah. There you, you go. Know, and yeah. the same arguments we heard against African Americans, you know, in the 60s. Um, and it, it takes a mixture of cultural change and mm-hmm. cultural acceptance and, and a willingness to understand and a willingness to say, even if I don't understand, <coughs> equality is equality. You know, and I think it's those kind of arguments that 
are going to have to win through here. Right. Absolutely. Well, in the cultural change, I think that's that's here. We're we're seeing such a increasing support for same sex marriage and for LGBT rights. I mean, it's in the 60 percent now. It's definitely a more than just a majority. It's almost a super majority. And so the fact that we still are arguing about it just well, doesn't really make sense to me a whole lot. I also think taking it and saying these four justices saying should have been decided by the states is really they wouldn't be saying this if the if the judgment had went into the opinion that they oh. have. Oh, definitely. Then they would have been like, you're right, we should have taken it. Um, I have to say, one of the things that has confused me since the oral arguments in April, when Ohio's um, lawyer used the fight that marriages about ensuring children are raised by families, even... Justice Roberts said it, it marriage should be by definition ensuring children be raised in state in stable conditions of lifelong relationships. This is what I have to say. First of all, such archaic thinking. Mm -hmm. oh, Second 100%. of all, then maybe the Supreme Court should have jumped in years ago and outlawed divorce yeah. because you're living in a world that isn't real. S and why are you saying stable relationships basically you're saying can only happen between a man and a woman i feel like you're the chief justice yeah don't you see that your very opinion is archaic he uses the word tradition a lot in his and that's what they use a lot in the oral How arguments and throughout this case so you're saying that our constitution cannot be dynamic mm -hmm. it cannot yeah. change with the times isn't that the definition of a society that will fall is you are unable to adjust as culture changes. Well, and I think that's why eventually progress always wins. I mean, you can only be archaic for so long. Right. You know, and I think you look at these, some of these these men sitting yeah. on this, mm -hmm. uh, on this, these... Uh, yeah, they were all guys. All, yeah. all guys. All dudes. All old school. All, mm -hmm. all appointed out of the old school regimes. Oh, and I yeah. I think you yeah. see, you know, the same old song and dance. And I think we're going to continue to see that. And that's why it's up to that super majority, that 60%, to not only be 60% of us on the streets, but mm -hmm. people in power to elect officials yeah. all throughout mm -hmm. our yeah. governments, local, state, whatever it may be, to affect change. Right. You know? Well, and how do they have, this is the other thing. So a lot of the dissensions mention things like, we don't, who do we think we are, is one of them mentioned in his dissent. How can you say, we don't have a right to make this decision for people on the Supreme Court, and yet, a year ago, we do have the right to vote in favor of Hobby Lobby and say <laughs> that corporations can be seen as people. Why? You tell me then, sir, how the two are different. Because you really are picking and choosing. Oh, 100%. What? Yeah, there you go. Picking and choosing. And then, you know, it's, it's funny how they can turn that around and say, well, you guys are picking and choosing what you're going to bring up and not. Yeah. But, I mean, to say that the Supreme Court has no, no uh, right to judge on the same-sex marriage case is, is just right. wrong i mean Isn't you are the supreme court you're yeah, supposed to fight job. yeah that's exactly <laughs> they, right. you're there for your whole life yeah. to do this isn't it their job to make sure that the country stays stable and no. that it continues to move forth in a justice oh yeah uh like oh, life yeah. i mean this is justice for all this is the i mean they s even um judge alito said that he feels like that the the ones who the majority were where is it? And I'm so sorry, it's right here. Majority gave it, gave the term liberty, which is what this is all coming from, gave the term liberty a postmodern definition. <laughs> it seems like a bunch of old guys, like you said, Sather, trying to stick to, to rules and definitions that have no place today. Yeah, but, it, but it, you can understand it because it works in their favor. It keeps them yeah. in a position. It keeps them, you right. know, right. comfortable. 
Right. You know, change is hard. Change is hard for me. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, knowing, example, knowing Sergey and seeing mm-hmm. his struggles with his family and and the community and stuff. And it's hard to see that. And it's hard to see that people that I care about that I think are great humans have to deal with some pretty bad stuff. Right. Um, right. And, and change is hard. It's a, it's a painful process, but it has to happen. And it does happen. Um, it's the only way we grow as yeah. human beings. Exactly. It's the only way we have a chance at growing and at staying the country that we are is if we continue to move forward and to grow as a society. The sad and scary part now is the backlash that's beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sergey, you mentioned that they have, the Republicans have, and that we cannot forget, across this country they have sitting on their desk some form of legislation. They do. They the do. first weapon in their bag was the RFAR, RFRAs. And that's, and that's gonna continue to be it. I mean, RFRAs are their brilliant way of saying this has nothing to do with LGBT rights, but it affects directly LGBT rights. It's right. their way of covering it up and going through it. But you can't forget that once the RFRAs are off the table, they have so many tools in their belts that they can yeah, and we, will use. We cannot forget that they're not stupid. Oh, no. As much as they're archaic thinking. You know, they're brilliant. Yeah. I'll be honest. They and are a brilliant part. They're passionate. They're they passionate. love what they do, and they're brilliant. And for those listening that don't know, don't know what an RFRA is, that's the Religious Freedom Reformation Acts mm-hmm. that are around yep. the country. Arkansas had one. Of course, um, oh, the state that was in so much trouble. It uh, wasn't Michigan. Uh, Ohio. Oh. Alabama. All of them are in trouble. <laughs> right. <laughs> All I was of talking them are thinking about the one with the pizza parlor. Um, oh, oh, Indiana. Indiana. Yeah. So th- that's only round one. Mm-hmm. That is only the first shot. And honestly, it was a warning shot because that was shot even before the Supreme Court heard oral arguments, before they announced their decision on uh, marriage equality. So that was almost a hey guys look what we have right mm-hmm. so we need to be Shot aware the bow. yeah it, it is, is the yeah. easiest way to i mean even clarence thomas in his d- dissenting remarks mentioned religious liberty saying mm-hmm. that that is actually what's going to be under attack here we have said it from day one that is where they're going to try to sneak in because they can start making even in our state where we've had uh for years now we've had oh, yeah. the right to to be married as gay individuals we've been protected in the private sector from losing our jobs from losing housing those rights can actually be rolled back when it comes mm-hmm. to someone deciding to say hey you existing is against my religious beliefs so i mm-hmm. actually am protected yeah. under these new laws so i can discriminate against you it really makes to use a word that um i believe uh scalia used <laughs> makes your laws now for equality impotent yeah there That's you go well, and then the fundamental flaw with all of these these acts and these religious freedom rights things mm-hmm. The fact that their rights—I'm a Christian. Yeah. My Christianness is not being attacked by this. Absolutely by, by not. By giving people yeah. equality. In fact, mm-hmm. I would make the argument that giving equality is an exoneration of Christian values, um, mm-hmm. and, and exaltation, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think these idea that somehow, as a straight person, I you know when a couple a gay couple loves each other, that's how somehow an assault on me. Right. Right. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. Right. Well, th- the big argument going around, and I absolutely hate when they say this, is first that this means that they're going to be forced to marry same-sex couples but that's absolutely not true because exactly if you're a church that doesn't support lgbt rights most likely they're not even going to come to (laughs) you and a church i'm not going to run there exactly where i don't don't want to deal with that you know know? gay people that would want you know to force any church to oh yeah exactly exactly you're not trying to bang down doors and not you know you just want equality 
And the thing is, we don't even need the whole. I mean, most of us don't aren't seeking the union under God status. No. We want legal rights. We want to show our devotion to our loved one, and we want the tax exemptions. We I mean, want the, tax the same rights heterosexuals we don't are given when they get married. Citizen, exactly. And that's the point I want to make. And I have two ways I want to talk about this. But yeah. Clarence Thomas, he talks a lot about dignity. He says <laughs> that your dignity was not taken away it's by the, coke can the guy. states. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, that so guy. your dignity wasn't taken away by us not recognizing you. And the, I'm reading his dissent, and all I keep thinking is second-class citizenship. Mm-hmm. No, what you're asking is for us to. Except he's like, we didn't, you lived peacefully in your house raising your kids just because you didn't get a tax write off. It didn't take away your dignity. No, but what you have just done is say that you do, you should be seen as less than me as a heterosexual. How can a justice, a Supreme Court justice, even have that? Secondly, I just want to say he even, he did it. He brought into the conversation slavery, saying that. (laughs) He didn't, <laughs> he didn't oh, feel Thomas. like the, the government took away dignity of slaves by mm-hmm. uh, approving that they be held in households. Now, here's the, so I'm going to out you on radio here. Do it. So, Sather <laughs> is a black man. I oh am the darkness. God. The darkness. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and not that it's, I mean, yeah, so now you're the token guy here. I totally am. I'm so used to it. That's what you're the token <laughs> straight guy in this room, token black guy. I'm so. just so important. <laughs> yeah. I need a parade. You do. <laughs> right now. Yes. Where's Celebrate your Sather's. <laughs> straightness yes, yes. <laughs> uh, what do you think about clarence thomas even bringing in slavery you into know, this conversation i feel like clarence thomas number one only talks when he really wants attention right he, he <laughs> sure. sits there all yeah. the time and doesn't say anything yeah. but for him to pull the slavery card as somebody who has historically kind of let down the black community and a lot of his rulings and the way he handles himself on the bench you know it kind of smacks of this you know sarcasm this is race baiting. I don't know. It's really upsetting to me. Yeah. Well, even you were saying when we were talking before the show that uh, before he was uh, placed in the position that he has now, he people were excited. He was going to oh, be. Oh yeah. He was. He was the savior. You know. He yeah. Was, there was there was almost that kind of Barack Obama feeling about him, right? Black people were really excited. You know. Yeah. To yeah. finally have this representation. Sure. And he doesn't do it. No. You know? No. And no. I can understand the law shouldn't be based on color, race, right. create any of that, but. There is advocacy, yeah, you know, and, and that's an important part of what the judicial branch does. Well, yeah. and also you don't have to be a jerk. Like, <laughs> let's just say that. You don't have to. You just don't be a jerk, you know, guys. Come on. But again, I, I mean, talking about what we were talking about earlier, I have a problem, um, you know, him getting on his pulpit and yeah. preaching this, yeah. this kind of higher dignity thing mm-hmm. when, when he was being, you know, confirmed, <laughs> there were some pretty serious sexual harassment allegations against Huge. him. Huge. You know? Huge. And th- that he can just kind of push those aside and then speak from his pulpit, his right. soapbox. Rose me the wrong way. Yeah, and yep. he he did not pull any punches in no. his dissent, and d- his whole thing really was boiled down to this whole concept of dignity and that the government cannot take away your dignity. Here's the thing, though: how is it not an affront to my dignity that you are telling me that I must see myself as less and that you yeah. must like it? That you must yes. be thankful that we give you that exactly. exactly. That's, At that's least, and that's isn't that's that what we yeah. asked? Of African Americans for decades, yeah. and how can he ignore that? <laughs> That's disappointing. He's got a nice cushy job. Right. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right? He's he doesn't have there. to be. He doesn't have to be in their face, and you see this all the time and time again. Mm-hmm. Look back mm-hmm. to Napoleon, right? Napoleon was this general, this general mm-hmm. that inspired so much courage and faith from his soldiers. But even Napoleon, as as he got a cushy job, you know, kind of sat back, started not knowing the needs of the people, right? You know, and that, in the end. Starts the needs of the people, yeah. I like well, to s- yeah. And that's why the term limits are so important. And I understand the whole Supreme Court justices <laughs> f- serving for life, but term limits 
so you don't get that cushy job and become, you know, null <laughs> to people's yeah. needs. Sergey, say that amazing phrase again. Term, term limits. limits. <laughs> we, 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 love that. we love that word. <laughs> because I, I always talk about it as the crazies of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Cruise didn't start crazy. He's <laughs> been famous. People have been catering to him for so long mm-hmm. that you lose touch with what it's like to be mm-hmm. real. Barbara Streisand notoriously did an interview on Oprah years ago ta- when she started Barbara. dating her now Barbara. 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 her now husband, and she talked about how she took her, he took her in a ride in a pickup truck, and did you know that you can go to these places where they have food in cans? <laughs> because she's Barbara Streisand. She's, right. been, she's been famous yeah. since she was 19 years old. Yeah, she doesn't know this stuff. When yeah. you have been in your position as long as you have, mm-hmm. it is easy to lose touch with reality, mm-hmm. and that's why we have said a million times, you can meet a brand new person on the Hill, brand new representative or congressman and they you see that passion still yeah in their eyes. oh yeah we got to meet them when we went to olympia mm-hmm. sergey and i you could see the first termers were like there to change the to world go. you they go wanted to to the yeah. career politicians and it's a whole other oh, world. there's a lot of money talking there. they <laughs> have found out what lobbyists do yep. exactly and that makes their change their view that's why term limits are important well, and oh, yeah. let's look historically go back to the, the first justices you know the yeah. ones that the ones that we always talk about oh, the founding fathers people like, right you know they were farmers. They'd come do their Supreme Court mm-hmm. docket and they'd go back, back mm-hmm. home, go yep. back and farm, do, do a, a salt-of-the-earth type of job. You right. Know? Well, you mentioned earlier Clarence Thomas. You know, no, it shouldn't be because he's black that he should do all these things. But what it is is we filter the way we see the world through our experience. Mm-hmm. So yes. you would assume yes. people who have been through some hardship mm-hmm. would maybe have a more wise outlook on life. Yeah. So ma- it's empathy. not about his Just, mm-hmm. you know, being yeah. black. It's about... Each of them has a very uh, a filter that's very much through their life. But yeah. I think also, I mean, you look at the, the more liberal justices, and they talk about their experience and how it filters. And they really that's do. That's because of their wonderful reading of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Yes. When you have an arcane reading of the Constitution that doesn't allow for flexibility or personal experience, you get people exactly. like Scalia. Yeah. You get oh. people like Thomas. Right. And, and that Scalia goes for everything. Yeah. is so happy oh, to tell you how much he hates you. Let's say the very first sentence of his dissent <laughs> is him talking about how, hey, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You guys basically saying you guys are idiots and I could care less. Yeah. But let me tell you why I'm right and you're wrong. Well, it's very cut and dry yeah. and no offense, East Coast. And you oh, know, Scal- <laughs> Scalia of all people as a Supreme Court justice to say that everything I base in my rulings is based off of my religion, my Christianity. Yes. And you're like, did you, re- did you read the separation of church and state? He has said that, that in part? public speeches and, and that's what's and we talked about that when he pride, did the last one. Prideful of it, yes. he loves that. He well, wants to I continue. Think that that is the hypoc- hypocrisy of the fact that that's not a textualist. That's not yeah. a. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to use any of that. Exactly. When you're well, so. and you mentioned pride. Let me tell you, he also Scalia also says in his dissent, he quotes, "Pride goeth before the fall." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> talk would, about though. such pompousness yes. yeah. going there. But I do want to say, first of all, and we've also said on the show. I can't believe all four of them decided to publish their dissents. I also think what's sad for them, and I'm just going to say it, is at a very pivotal time in history, you are going to go down in history as four yep. absolute ignorant Supreme Court justices oh, who 100%. put it all out on the line oh, yeah. in your dissent, and they, you've earned it. Yeah. You've earned it. You and know what I mean? Our children will laugh at you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, before we take a break, I do want to read the one inspirational part, Justice Kennedy, who we all knew was our, our swing mm-hmm. vote. Oh, yeah. Um, his savior. one paragraph <laughs> uh, sums up the majority in such a beautiful way. I just wanted to read it real quick. He said, no union is more profound than marriage, for it embodies the highest ideals of love, 
fidelity, devotion, sacrifice, and family, in forming a, a marital union to become something greater than they once were. As some of the petitioners in these cases demonstrate, marriage embodies a love that may endure even past dearth. It would misunderstand these men and women to say they disrespect the idea of marriage. Their plea is that they do respect it, respect it so deeply that they seek to find its fulfillment for themselves. Their hope is not to be condemned to live in loneliness, excluded from one of civilization's oldest institutions. They ask for equal dignity in the eyes of the law. The Constitution grants them that right. Mm. Amen, brothers and Preach sisters. Preach it. Right. Amen. That thank I'd goodness for the justices in the thank majority. Thank you. I know, and that is beautiful way to sum that up. So we're going to take a really quick song break and come back with more discussions on uh, the ruling, and then we'll ask if there's some questions about uh, our Spokane craziness uh, with, oh Rachel. Right. Yeah. with Rachel. Oh, with Rachel. So here it is. It's going to be Macklemore, same love, because this whole show is a giant celebration. This is your J. Pantani, Johnny McGovern, and you are listening to Outspoken. Hey, Quay. Hey, Quay. Hey, Quay. Love, Johnny. I love that uh, Mir Miranda, not Miranda, Mil Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, Lambert, Lambert. says <laughs> she's not crying on Sundays, but you aren't crying on Sundays because right? you're listening to Outspoken. It's she knew. She knew. On 88.1, we 92.3 FM, Spokane, KYRS Medical Lake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> done. That, <laughs> that is was out of the best way. Best station ID I have I know. ever heard. If you are just joining us, remember you are listening to Outspoken here. Uh, we have had uh, Sather Gowdy. Yes, sir. I want to make sure I had your last Sather. name pronounced it. right because uh, <laughs> we know how good I am at names. Uh, <laughs> Sather Gowdy is in the studio as our straight dude. So having an amazing conversation about the Supreme Court justices, the centers, and the majority who passed our great marriage equality law. We love all the support that they give us. We do, and we also love all the support that our underwriters give us. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken also receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. It's time for something different. I'm gay. I'm straight. Let's talk. Straight talk. That's right. You're back with straight talk. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. So, so we good. have. Yeah. We do want to give a big <laughs> shout out to uh, one of our newest interns who rocks the world. Um, Seriously, he does. Yeah, you know his name, right? We. I do. His <laughs> name. I even know his last name. Houston Tilly is one of our newest. Um, he's actually our broadcasting intern. So he created those lovely little segment intros for us. And, I love them. Uh, I love them. We're in love. He's, he's, yeah. he's pretty awesome. So big thank you. So to we Houston keep him around. Tilly. Yeah. So we're back. Let's let's have a little more talk. So we've been talking about uh, kind of what's been going on since the Supreme Court mentioned that they have ruled in favor of marriage equality, law of the land. I will say they've had their decision since May 1st, and they chose to wait two months because I think they ain't stupid, and they're like, this is going to be crazy. We have talked many times on this show about there's going to be a backlash. We talked a little yeah. bit about yeah. that mm -hmm. the, the Republicans are gearing up to do some damage with some laws across the country. We also want to look at a country two years ago mm -hmm. who made this legal, which is France. 
And the backlash they have seen, a 78% increase in violence against homosexuals in France, people yeah. being killed and beaten mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the over there, the extreme right Catholic movement is extremely unhappy with this law. Two years, and they're still seeing an increase in violence, which is only one part of the puzzle. Of course, there is the for us in America, the state level of the laws that are going to come mm -hmm. against us if we are not prepared mm -hmm. to fight these. Sather, you had gotten a, a friend who had messaged you yes. about one of those such things. About Mississippi and Alabama, mm -hmm. you know. And Which I are only two. Only two of many. And that's what, what blows my mind is the fact that these people are now actively trying to take away people's rights. Yeah. It's not passive. Oh, yeah. It's not apathy. Oh, yeah. It's actively trying to be yeah. destructive. And what they have chosen in those states, as well as Texas, who also has uh, a law this way on the books, what they have chosen to do is make go for laws that make it illegal to give out any mm -hmm. marriage licenses. Mm -hmm. They just make all marriage licenses null and void because, as we were saying during the break, if I can't have my way, no <laughs> one can have anything. What's that? Biting off your nose to spite your face. Right. right. Exactly. 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 So they are willing... To go to great lengths. And they will. Yeah. They will. To take away all rights whatsoever mm -hmm. in order for one group of people to have no rights. How can you look at that and think anything but, oh my gosh, you are a spoiled two-year-old? Absolutely. Spoiled two-year-old. Here's uh, The thing is, they are, they will, and they will continue to, even though we think that the, the battles, you know, won, they will continue right. to fight it uh, without... You know, and they will pull out all the stops, like banning all marriages. Mm -hmm. They will. I mean, if 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 discriminating against LGBT people would be legal, and everyone else could discriminate against everyone mm -hmm. else, they would do it. They would. They would open up all the blocks. They would. And yeah. there is a group of politicians, as well as Franklin Graham, of yeah. course, uh, son of Billy Graham, mm -hmm. going out and saying, "Listen, you should, as a as a belief, fear of God, loving." you know, Christian, you should actually go against your employers if they ask you to do something. And they're trying to start a movement where it's civil disobedience, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. also sounds like, and I have said many times, listen, I've had to live in your world for decades. Yeah. I've had to just suck it up and go, I don't have rights and that's just how it is and I can find them, but I don't have it. And I have done that and I have lived as a civil citizen in this country mm -hmm. and you're telling me you're not willing to do the same thing. Right. Listen, I right. lived through Bush. <laughs> mm. And we and go. we made it. This is how. In, but we've become a country that is spoiled. We can't look. Our own state government is threatening to shut down if they oh can't. Oh my gosh! Yeah. If they can't balance their budget by what two if days from now, June thirtieth. If they can't decide on one thing, right? And that Come is on. what happened. Yeah. In our our uh, nation's capital, when they shut down the government, then yeah. because we refused to talk to each other as human mm -hmm. beings and find a bridge. Instead, we're going to stay in both our corners and refuse right, to move. Right. Now, here's the thing. That's a lot of what you talked about in one of your blogs before. Uh, entitlement it yes. is that entitlement to know I have my rights and I'm doing it this way. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I've heard a lot of people say uh, it's unfair for the government to force people to go against their quote unquote religious, religious beliefs, beliefs. Uh, by making people, you know, serve same sex marriages mm -hmm. and cater to that. But here's the thing. You may disagree with the law and your business, but if you want to have a business, you better follow you the laws. By the rules. Exactly. Yes. I if disagree with my taxes going to people that I don't want to support, but mm -hmm. I have to do it because I want to have a business. If you choose to be in the public and exactly. the private sector, yeah. these are the and rules. Public. You knew it before you walked into it. We talk and about... And they haven't changed. They're not no. new rules. No, they're not. No. They're not. What's changed is they actually have to follow them. Yeah. Where they didn't mind before, but now they're like, oh, right. I'm not comfortable with mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And 
therein lies a problem in this country of entitlement oh, yeah. that we need to fix. Listen, if we're looking at France and we go, oh my gosh, look at what's coming, we should be aware of that now. When we talked about the Texas law a few weeks ago, one of the things we said was, I don't think Texas really cares that the law they're trying to pass is most likely going to be shot down because what they do know is they can deny the rights of those individuals for probably three to five years yeah. because they can keep it wrapped up in the legal system. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. they are going to prolong it as much as possible. That's really what they care because while they're prolonging that, they're trying to s- strategize a way time. for classic a law move, that know, they can get in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's classic move. And that's the scary part. They have high, and how many times have we said it? Aren't you sick of people hijacking your citizenship? Oh, yeah. And that is what's oh, happening. Yeah. That's why the LGBT movement does not have the luxury of sitting in their chairs saying, eh, I'm fine. Guess what? Tomorrow you might not be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gets me riled up. Now, yeah. I want to bring up a scary reality. Uh-oh. You may think that all 50 states are now you know, supporting same-sex marriages and mm-hmm. all equal, but six states offer true LGBT un undebatable equality and support only six states offer trans rights yep you know the employment non-discrimination rights Mm -hmm. hospital visitation rights only six states in the country offer full coverage and full support of lgbt people exactly so you cannot just stand here and not done it's not done and people who uh comment and say well you know you're going to be voting for a democrat just because they support your lgbt rights well there are other issues to care about but here's the thing until it's 50 states that support all undiscrimination uh, undiscriminatory laws, then I will not. Yes, and I here's the thing. We have said it a thousand times. You make rights. your list of your top ten yeah. things that you care about. For us, it has to be that we are gay men and deserve the right to yeah. have equal rights because if we vote for someone based on all the things under it mm-hmm. and we have no rights to begin with, mm-hmm. then it's null and void. Exactly. So we don't have the luxury then either to vote for people who have an active foundation to their politics that work against me as a human being. Yeah. I, you know what? I would love the option. I would love the chance of choice. We don't have that yet in this country. Mm-hmm. There is too far to go. And that's mm-hmm. why it upsets me so much when I see other members of the African American community speaking out against gay rights so much. Because I feel like if part of your story, part of your journey is the acquisition of these rights, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it's like to be you know, subjugated. You know what it's like not to have these rights to, to be able to marry who you love. Right. How dare you be so hypocritical as to yeah. deny those to somebody else? Exactly. Exactly. Because there is no matter, you know, we get told a lot, especially in media, that we are not allowed to draw correlations between the civil rights movement and the LGBT movement. I'm going to draw that correlation. Right. <laughs> and I'm going to stand right here and say there are some. There are some. There needs definitely. to be mutual oh, yeah. respect oh, yeah. between the two movements. Never thinking one is, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, well, my struggle's worse than. No, but there needs to be respect. Pain and we pain. have a struggle right struggle. to know that. There we, you go. Because let's face it, when we talked to Mark Solomon from uh, Freedom to Marry, he said, listen, we've come as far as we have because we looked. Mm-hmm. at what the roadmap was for the civil rights movement, and we made our path right along the same way. Yeah. Mark Solomon called this decision he by did. the Supreme Court he said over a year ago, mm. and then he called it again when he was on the show in January, and he said each time, listen, we learned so much by mapping out the civil rights movement. That's yeah. what's getting us there. Yeah. And look, today he's right. So now we got to ask, you know, the civil rights movement, okay, how do we speed forward yeah. so because it's going to get ugly. Well, the key, I think, especially mm-hmm. in this phase, where now we have the law, but it's implementation, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And this is not to toot my own horn, although I enjoy do it. tooting. Do uh, it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the, the position of an ally yeah. is important. 
I'm yes. sorry, don't, don't start laughing. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the position of an ally is important, right? Um, in the civil rights movement, you, you see many times um, white celebrities yeah. you know, marching. Marlon yeah. Brando was a mm-hmm. huge one of those. Marching right with doc- next to Dr. King, you know? People that are not gay, like me, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that see people going through pain, that can understand to some degree um, the struggle that you're going through. Right. It's up to us to not just be quietly an advocate, but to go out and do things, to go out and put on our Facebook, put, mm-hmm. put up that picture, mm-hmm. you know, with the rainbow. Be out there just, if anything, just to offer support. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And how important it is to remember mm-hmm. what compassion is. And compassion is putting yourself for just a second in someone else's shoes and saying, it doesn't matter what parts of me correlate here. What matters is we're human beings. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight for them because that's not right. Yeah, right. That is the very, very important part of allies. Um, that are out there, and I think that's great. I do want to remind everybody, you are listening to Outspoken on KYRS, Medical Lake Spoken, 88.1, 92.3 FM. We always encourage you to join the conversation. If you have comments and you'd like to speak to one of our people back there answering the phones, please feel free. You can call in and leave comments now. Um, also, at the end of the show, there'll be time to do that. Just call 509-747-3807. It's a very passionate show, uh, g- very great guest so feel free to do that. We're more than willing to take your call. We are. Right. Now, Sather, you mentioned something that I think will transition us perfectly into this. You said a lot of uh, Caucasian people supporting, you know, a- allies of the civil rights movement. Now, um, we in Spokane, of course, have had a Caucasian <laughs> supporter <laughs> of, c- of civil rights. We who just was didn't know it. Yeah, we, we just, just didn't know it. Right. Yeah, it's kind of, a, kind of an interesting she was, she situation. Incognito. Yeah, like <laughs> incognito. I love it. Um, but really, not so much. So um, wow. l- let's talk about that. I just want to know your opinions. We haven't talked about it. We were absent last uh, last week, last oh, week so we so kind of missed it. But <laughs> right? It's perfect. So uh, well, you know, when I first read yeah. the article, I thought it was an Onion article. Sure. I thought yeah. there's no way right? this happened. even in a place like Spokane that is mm-hmm. oh yeah is very white. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, there's no way this could happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Was I wrong? <laughs> right now. And for any, anybody who's listening, this is the Rachel Doltal incident, which, of course, she's the former now um, uh, director of the NAACP Spokane chapter. All of a sudden, we find out she has professed herself to be a black woman. She ain't yeah, black. She is like she Cindy Brady. Yes. She, is, <laughs> she yeah. does. She looks just like Jan, actually. I'm just like, oh, I can see. Remember, Jan had that episode where she, she put an yeah, afro on. That's right. This girl took it to heart. <laughs> yeah, she did. Now, what is it like for you to look at that and you know, <laughs> as an African-American after, and go, what? <laughs> Yeah. Well, after the what, you know, yeah. moment when the, kind of the, the debris settles a little yeah, bit, sure. it makes me really mad. You know, I am like many. My story is not very unique in the fact that I've had to face some stuff in Spokane, you know. I'm getting called the N-word the first time when I was seven playing soccer. Mm. Things like that, mm-hmm. you know. Um, in school, getting l- notes in my locker about how I was going to be hurt or abused because of what I looked like. Sure. Um, yeah. And so for somebody to take that important part of my struggle in my life and use it for profit and use it I- in an inauthentic way, mm-hmm. it, it's very upsetting. Sure. You know? um, yeah. I don't care how down you are with the cause. I mean, but if you were putting on blackface, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and, and parading around as someone you are not and using my story and the story of many other people in this community for your own gain, mm-hmm. that's messed mm-hmm. up. And see, I think that's where it is because the part and, and lots of people have said the part that she's supporting African American rights is not the issue. No, there are many exactly uh, many non black N A C P heads all over the all over the country. Exactly. That's not that's not the issue. The issue is that she lied and she pretended to have the quote unquote black experience and, and the oppression. And then ditches it though when it's not 
Exactly. Thing, you know, right, right, right. And then trying to sue Howard, you know? Well, you know, you mentioned the hot button topic the first week this broke was people calling blackface mm-hmm. right. and deciding, wait, is that... Is that something we should say about this? <laughs> but what do you think? Do you think it's tantamount to the same? I think so. I mean, at least Al Jolson and those said they were doing it for profit. You know, sure, right. we're not trying to hide it. I think this is the exact same. And I think we need to call it like that. Yeah. I think we can't kind of whitewash it and dumb it down because this is really messed up. Mm-hmm. Right. It's hurtful to well, our Well, and let's face it. Okay, so now when you l- we look back at pictures of Rachel Dolezal, oh, you know, yeah. we oh, said yeah. she was a black woman, so whenever <laughs> we knew, we thought that. And now, let's yeah, be honest, yeah. we look at like, well, that did look a little orange. Little, little yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Little, little, little John Boehner. <laughs> little right? John. Uh, <laughs> right? Exactly. Lots of toner on little there. Toner. So yeah. this is, and what did you think about the allegations, or not just the allegations, when she went to Brown University, she was kicked out, um, she was pregnant at that time, and she sued them saying they discriminated against her as a white, right. pregnant individual, using race again, but using what, what worked for her, even though some few years later she would then begin portraying herself as a black woman you know in the legal world i think you see kind of people who habitually Mm -hmm. use Mm -hmm. the system to try to get ahead true and she has no scruples you know she's going to be black when it when it suits her and white when it suits her you know and i think that's the epitome of white privilege oh yeah i'm gonna say it you know if if, what is more white privilege than saying i'm gonna be black today Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, right it's gonna help me out it's gonna get me ahead just waking up going hey it sounds good you know and, and i think we need to call it as that we need to we be really very direct do. and say this mm-hmm. is not right yeah right. and i think that everything that she does definitely goes only in her favor because i mean when when it came out when the story was big she would not give interviews to anyone locally or anyone else today's no. show comes out she's all on it because CNN she wants to she wants to be all you know the big face yeah. of look how cool i am well, when it comes out that she's bisexual Come on. Well, no, you can out, you cannot. Uh, yeah. When, when she, she lies out, about it. Yeah, there it is. Right. Bisexual. Yeah. And on behalf of the black community, I'm going to give her to you now. Yeah. So. And we're going to find someone else to give her to. Yeah. So this is that white elephant gift. Yeah. I do want to say on her. Oh, so she was a professor as well on her bio. Yeah. On the university's website. She says in there. Um, there had been eight hate crimes against her. And so when our friend over at the Spokane Human Rights Commission, Blaine Stum, announced one that she got here, he announced it as this is the ninth time in less than a decade, mm-hmm. which made him very angry when it came out that yeah. also there are yeah. not records to support that there have been that many hate crimes against her, but she's using it oh as yeah. part of her bio. Yeah. Doesn't that show... That she's using these things to promote herself. Not oh, only absolutely. that, you know, it damages I mean? so much when things do mm-hmm. happen. You know, when yeah. you, when I have an experience and I have to tell my friends, oh yeah, somebody said this to me when I was getting gas, or when I was at a bookstore, someone said this to me. Those are real experiences. They're formative and they hurt. Yeah. yeah and sure. so to have somebody faking that, you know, mm-hmm. yes. that not mm-hmm. only makes m- people, you know, harder to believe my mm-hmm. experience, but it, again, it's just using a terrible thing, a, a terrible problem within our nation, right. for her benefit. And what yeah. I think. By her doing the coming out as bi. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I think? I feel like it's her trying to move on to the next movement because she knows this one's coming to an end, lady. Your ride here is over. Mm -hmm. Like, we already knew that she was obviously going to have to resign the NAACP and that she would be taken down from the ombudsman. They always say they're not resigning. But yeah, then right, they right, exactly, <laughs> right. I'm, and not, then I'm not going anywhere. I don't, I don't, know, anywhere. How, I don't no. know how long she's going to keep her. I don't know if she has kept her uh, being a professor, but I don't see how she she's going to be hasn't. moving. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, yeah. she's. Ga- how do you survive in Hopefully Spokane? To Oakland. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like real quick. Yeah, but right. I think she's looking for another movement yeah. to jump to, well, and she's going to now be bi in order to Here's the thing. Movement. For her to announce that she's bi is a bit... She should have done this from the first place because right. that was a smarter move. No one can prove that exactly. you're not really because... <laughs> I well, mean, wait, th- wasn't it in Europe just a few oh, weeks yeah, ago that in, the guy had UK, to show pictures yeah. to say that he was the gay, true. which was ridiculous. So maybe so maybe you do have to kind <laughs> of prove I, it. But right. uh, but at least it's not like, oh, there are pictures of her being straight when she was a kid, because that doesn't really work <laughs> anymore. I mean, that's, that's, that's not uh, the same argument. So What do you think, as part of the, the NAACP, you know, one thing with her was they were more, they were doing more mm-hmm. in yeah. Spokane, and that was her goal, is to make them more you know active uh, you know and she's been called a bit aggressive with the things but i understand that i mean we come from the lgbt movement i understand the need to say hey we got to get serious Mm -hmm. um what do you think do you think it pushes us back do you think spokane's going to be a little more you know conservative now because that scared them or you know anytime you put somebody in a leadership position and put them on a pedestal so to speak there's the chance that they're going to let you down yeah Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you cannot be thankful for the good things they've done you know, we were talking about Bill Cosby earlier. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Bill Cosby did some great things in the community. It also happens that he's super sketchy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you can you can thank someone for the for the contributions right. they make and help, but at the same time we have to recognize what happened was yeah. wrong. And I think sure. even that in itself, recognizing that there were some bad parts to what happened, mm-hmm. goes further to validate the experience mm-hmm. of the rest of the community as we yeah. kind of try to move forward. And I think good leaders are the ones that take their consequences because they know that they've earned them. Right. They recognize right. when they they're own wrong. It. You know, she has yet to apologize to anyone. Yeah. She actually says it helped the movement. That's yes, the problem. That's, As that's a good tough. leader, you recognize when you mistake because we're all human. Right. You mm-hmm. recognize it and you accept the consequences that come from it and then you try to be better as you move forward. Exactly. I, it exactly. has been a long time since I've seen a leader do that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we are in the I happen. did not have sex with that woman generation. <laughs> yeah. You know, that is really the rule book for mm-hmm. our our leaders. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the fact that her interview, she just I don't understand the question walks out. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. uh, well, that's, that's pretty I mean, that incriminating. Goes back to that, I mean, I'm going to throw a little history. That goes yeah. back to Contra, right? Yeah. Oh, my. Like, I didn't know what was going on. I probably should have known. Right. You know, it's, it's yeah. that whole apology that not really apologizing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. A good leader yeah. steps up and says, I messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do we move forward? And I think we have yet to hear that. And I think one thing is the, there's not a huge black community here. No, um, not at so all. So I think if this happens somewhere else, you'd have a lot more anger and a lot more you know, um, loud protesting and such. Mm-hmm. But the fact is she hurt a member of our, our, our group of our community, and she needs to apologize for that. Exactly. And that will say more about, I mean, I already question her character, but it says more about if there's a chance for her right. character. Yeah. She has... Well, she has a child and then a brother mm-hmm. that she says is her child. <laughs> uh, brother. But you have a kid. Yeah. This is the example mm-hmm. you are passing on to your child. When does that, I feel like she's become that fame uh, disease yep. where she has been in her position for so long. She has pretended to have an experience for so long that she has forgotten how to be a yeah. human being. Oh, well, yeah. And yeah. the whole motherhood thing blows my mind. I have a good friend. Mm-hmm. She just became a mother. And the change in her, the fact that everything is for her baby, you know, going without sleep, you know, and the fact mm-hmm. that this lady would put her kid at not only like risk for taunting and stuff, but there's yeah. probably some physical harm risk right out there just to get ahead. Just mm-hmm. to, oh yeah, you know, 
Really, yeah. she did endanger a lot of her career and her family. But I mean, what my question is now: What for her? I mean, there's nowhere <laughs> she can go without being like, "Hey, you're that lady. Yeah, you're the one I saw on Buzzfeed." She, she, up real quick. she exactly. made it worse by deciding to take a national. Let's oh be my gosh! Yeah. Wow. No, yeah. hide that, bury it. She I mean, representation. There's been something. many yeah. journalists who have said. Maybe if you had had a less profile, you might be able to survive this. Yeah. But the fact that you made your profile so large, and then when it exploded, you made it even larger. Even we got to think what the end game is, right? I know. Oh, I yeah. don't think oh, she I had don't. any plan mm-hmm. for that. She mm-hmm. cannot see past her toner. I told some friends, you know, I kind of want to mail her like 100 Al Jolson records for yeah. every year she plans yeah. to be black. <laughs> yeah. And just right? see what happens. But <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I have yet to get the website going for that. So. <laughs> but stay tuned. But stay yeah. tuned. We'll figure it I'll out. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> now, oh, as man. we uh, wind down and get ready for the second hour, I do want to say, so rumor has it you might at some point in your future head to law school. I hope so. Because you, uh, you have a lot of well-thought-through opinions. As you look at the country as we stand now, and you look at, I mean, uh, our very leaders have a lot to do with laws and yeah. and what you will be working in. What what do you foresee coming our way in our country? Is there going to be a time when we finally get back on track, or is it going to be turmoil for the next forever? You know, there's an old saying in the legal community that says, you know, justice is a train that oftentimes shows up late, but it shows up. <laughs> you know, and I think there's going to be some hard times for sure. Mm-hmm. The backlash we're going to see from these amazing decisions is going to be real, and it's yeah. going to be painful. But I think in the end, you know, I hold that hope that our laws, that our elected officials, th- the fact that the new, the young voters out there are, are on board with what's right and what's equitable, yeah. I think all of that translates to, to good in the future. I, I try to avoid the doom and gloom, but I try to be realistic. There's going to be some. Right. There's going to be some hurt. Mm-hmm. We got some work. We got some work to do, and we can't. And we can't stop working. And we, we can't deny it. We can't. But yeah. we also need to celebrate, too. Right. Yeah. We need sure. to enjoy this victory. Yeah. This yeah. victory yeah. is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't steal the, the joy and the work that went to this point. Exactly. But just but don't, don't let it stop foolish. you. Don't let it stop your momentum. Yeah. Sure. You know, and I think foolish. I want to say before I go, the work you guys do here on this show and that all your interns do and everybody around here does, it's phenomenal. You are making differences in lives. You might not ever hear about it, but I know there's somebody you're listening right now who is being affected positively by what you guys do. And I hope you know that. I hope you know you're important to this city. So... Say that was very Thank sweet. you. We're having you <laughs> on again. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Constantly. No, this was uh, an absolutely amazing conversation to me. I love so good fun. conversation. So you are more than welcome to stick around. Thank you. Um, we would love that. And if you would like to stick around, you can stick around and help us close out the show later. Ooh. But, you know, everybody's got their lives. That's so. true. And Up to you, but you are invited. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you are invited. Well, thank you so much, guys. Definitely. Now, in honor of Sather and uh, this week, we're going to be playing oh, Conga yeah. uh, yes. by Gloria Estefan because yeah. Yeah. That is, that is, that's <laughs> all that's playing at our house that's right now. That's pretty much all that happens. <laughs> all right. Hey, this is Steve Garrido. Listen to Outspoken on KYRS Drama. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. I miss him. He hasn't called I in know. in a while. I know. Like he was in like every few months. And I so know. I think he's late now. Yeah. So we'll just have him We'll just have him call in for a checkup and I see what he's doing. <laughs> exactly. You know, that whatever. should be. You need an outspoken checkup. So yeah. Please check out. Let's send him an appointment <laughs> card. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> yes, darling. Yes, darling. I heard so much of that on the internet. Yes, oh, God. So much. This was like the week for. Basically, only yes, drag God. queens were out. I know. Putting things up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but welcome back. You are listening to Outspoken. If you just joined us, we had Sather Gowdy in the studio for the Straight Talk segment where he took 
part of our conversation yeah. about the Supreme Court w- ruling on uh, marriage equality. Uh, and then, of course, as an African-American in Spokane, we talked to him about what he thought about the whole Rachel Dolezal yeah, that situation. Whole situation. Um, we do want to remind everybody that if you want to catch this show and maybe you want to be working out or driving, you can catch Outspoken on iTunes. You can go there and download our podcast. When you do that, we highly encourage you to write a review. If you like the show, get on there and tell people. That's it's right. It's a great show. That's and right. And we are on iTunes and a bunch of other podcasting apps, so go get us. Go get us. Search for Outspoken, and you'll find it. Because we are everywhere. We love to be everywhere. Yeah. Now, exciting. We, we're doing a lot of exciting new things. We brought Straight Talk back. We had new intros. Yes. For segments. Whole new thing. And we have a new segment that we're going to be bringing on once a month mm-hmm. uh, to our station. And this is because you and I believe greatly in supporting the rights of everyone. We just had that oh conversation yeah. oh with yeah. Sather. Allies are important. We've talked a lot about the letters of the LGBT mm-hmm. community and how sometimes it feels like it's more LGBT, a big canyon, and then the T. Um, and so we think it's important to bring on a segment that we're calling... To spill the tea. Spill the tea. I, I, I thought it for the second. It w- yeah, because you, you don't remember names for <laughs> the <laughs> no, life of you. You don't know I anyone's don't. name. No. Um, for, the, for, for a while, it was uh, tea talk. But spill the tea. Spill yeah. the tea. And this is our way of answering, hey, we yeah. do care about the trans movement. Oh, we love the trans we movement. Are a no- and we are full allies. We, we marched yeah. in this, the Pride Parade. But we know that we want to bring in the voices that are going to better serve. Exactly. The experts. We know that you want to hear it, but sometimes hearing it from us isn't the same as hearing it from, you know, people trans in people that. in the community. So here we go. We we do have your two tea, uh, ch- spill the tea. There you go. Spill the tea hosts, uh, Gwen and Tyson in here. So Gwen and yeah, Tyson, give us, hi. give us a little noise. Hey, how's it going, guys? Happy Sunday. Hey, happy Sunday. Bring We're going to bring you closer to that mic. Hi. Hi. Oh, Gwen, Hi. Why don't you tell us your names? We'll start with what's your, what's your names, and then wha- how do you know the show? I'm Tyson Wright. I'm an intern for Outspoken, and I'm very happy to be a part of this team. So, I'm Gwendolyn Katie, and I'm the production intern to Outspoken. Yeah, so you all have been working with us for a little while, and you brought took us aside on one of our meeting days and said, hey, we want to pitch a segment. Mm-hmm. And we sat back and we're like, okay, let's hear it. We, we love you it. know, you yeah. go. And you, you all felt it was important to have a segment that had to do with the trans community. Um, I'll throw it back at you guys. Why, why did you feel it was important to do this? Um, because there's a vast confusion surrounding the T and LGBT, mm-hmm. and there's not much representation out there. Sure. Okay. There really is. There's this conglomeration of LGBT, and really, it is focused on the LGBT movement. However, where is the T in that? It's not a sexuality choice. It's more a gender preparation, you know? Yeah, sure. So yeah. And you for, it needs to be they're different. They absolutely are different. And I think so many, it's mm-hmm. still confused. We watched it in the Diane Sawyer interview with Caitlyn Jenner. The difference of not understanding that it's not about sexuality. Yes. It's about gender. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, do you guys feel that, uh, you know, now we have a lot more light on the T issue, the trans issue? We have, I mean, we have people like Laverne Cox coming out. We now have uh, people people almost on the cover of Men's Health magazine who are trans. I mean, really big, 
news things happening like Bruce Jenner. How do you feel about that? You know, the light that's being shed finally on the T. I believe that we're finally just introducing the transgender movement. However, we do have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, I think it's great to have that social representation. However, I do think that it still isn't as represented um, as well as it should be. You know, I will say in the interview that you had with our producer, Kurt, before you started as an intern with us, I kind of like bombed that interview and just came right in because that's, you know, that's how I do. And I sat down and I asked you to give me uh, an idea of why you're passionate. And you, that was the, it's not the first time I've heard it, but you were very clear when you said there's too much of a divide. It is the LGBT. It is the T. I want to ask you both about your experience with that and why do you feel that that is so separate from the rest of the LGBT movement? Um, personally, I'd say it's a little different because it's gender expression, gender identity. It doesn't have anything to do with sexuality or who mm. you love. It's mm -hmm. self-identifying. Sure, sure. I've, uh, I mean, tell me how you feel about this, but I've heard, uh, you know, s s sexual uh, orientation is more of outwards, but gender identity is more looking inwards, and it's 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 that divide that's how people have explained it to me uh before and that's what i hear a lot well how do you feel about that is that accurate is that how I you portray it yeah accurate. yeah that's yeah that's that's a very good accurate sure yeah okay perfect well talk to us a little bit about that then um both of you have incredible stories to tell us so tyson gwen whichever whoever wants to go go ahead start us off with your story a little bit of an introduction about yourself of course. Um, I was born in Walla Walla, Washington, actually sure. technically uh, on a little farm outside in Prescott. Yeah. Little wheat, you know, farm town. And my grandfather was a representative for the capital for 24 years. I uh, went to a little small Catholic school full of 33 graduates, I think, in my class. Wow. So um, it was Tiny. difficult. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. It, so political family, very religious family. I came out as a lesbian for a very large amount of my life because I had no idea what word transgender meant until mm -hmm. actually the age of 18. Sure. So my first week actually at Spokane Falls Community College, I heard this word and now it's been seven years um, that I have identified as who I always have been. Sure. And essentially now it's been just a little over two years on testosterone testosterone mm -hmm. uh so hormone replacement therapy what's it been like going through that experience in eastern washington which of course is is <coughs> typically more conservative than the west side you know i wouldn't call it actually that difficult it was definitely difficult with my family they mm -hmm. have come sure. around in some aspect you win some you lose some in terms of you really have to create your own family i think that's definitely just a common concept within the lgbt community mm -hmm. so All it right. has been difficult and it's been definitely a long road However, um, in terms of like actually showing who I am going out in public, I've never had that problem. It's something I'm not ashamed of. I'll yeah. gladly tell anyone I'm transgender any single day of the week. Yeah, you're very outspoken. I mean, you're on the right show. Very outspoken. You mentioned so that first you had you had come out as a lesbian before you found this term. Did you always, even though the term wasn't there, was there always that? Even the lesbian part didn't feel quite... Oh, absolutely. I just, mm -hmm. you know, essentially thought there was no one else in the whole entire world that actually felt like I did. Sure. I always knew I was a boy. However, I mean, like I said, coming from the conservative family that I did, 
it just wasn't talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even an option. Sure. Oh yeah. no, not yeah. an option. It was a big enough deal to come out as a lesbian yeah. at the time. And right. Right. I lost some con or some contacts actually even then. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sure. So wow. Yeah. Well, to I mean, to come out twice like that, you know, having to say, look, I'm different now, but wait until you hear who I actually am. And mm-hmm. that's that's hard. I mean, from the LGBT community, as a gay man, I know how hard it is to just tell your family, um, look, I'm gay. Uh, mm-hmm. This isn't what you think, but you're going to hate me for it. So I can't even can't even imagine um, what that's like to, you know, to get that extra step. Exactly. Yeah. Now, Gwen, what was your experience like? Um, well, I was born in the Puget Sound and I grew mm-hmm. up on Vashon Island. Um, it was pretty normal. Like I, I liked a lot of effeminate things and yeah. I grew up very effeminate. And uh, when my parents uh, relocated to Spokane, things changed. I became very introverted and stuff. And I, I uh, described to my parents how I felt and very often I was broken out in tears and everything, dreading puberty. Mm-hmm. And um, I went to a public school, n- not religious or anything like that, but there were a lot of religious people attending. Sure. When I finally decided to come out, I first came out as bi, then I came out as gay, and then I came out as trans, fearing that coming out as trans first off would be a bigger shock. Because mm-hmm. right. sexuality is a little more fluid, sure. while gender in the eyes of social norms is black and white. And mm-hmm. those limitations, when they're questioned, is very threatening to the public. Mm-hmm. So I came out as trans last, and I lost a lot of people for it. Like, in fact, I uh, had a, a traumatizing incident at school when I told one of my friends, and she tackled me to the ground, ripped off her curse, uh, her, her cross. And <laughs> or and her curse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, her, really one of the same, her, right? Her, her cross. And, and uh, basically... <laughs> Placed it on my forehead, screaming she at me. She tried that, to perform an exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly, wow. exactly. It was traumatizing. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, thank you, friend. Yeah, <laughs> I knew what I knew what um, transsexualism, transgenderism, sure. whatever you want to call it. Um, I knew about it since I was, uh, I want to say, thirteen, mm-hmm. and I started my physical transition when I was seventeen. So I've been on hormones for about five years. So you had mm-hmm. family support. I major yeah mostly I did yeah that is fat now as you you two so bravely to be honest step up and step out and 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 want to do these segments and will obviously do these segments what is the hope that you will accomplish with that I hope to like there's there's a huge stigma around the transgender community especially around the MTF side the male mm-hmm. to female side mm-hmm. we're viewed as prostitutes or something like that and like sexual objects and i hope that as me being out public i add more of a human value instead of an item or an object to that right sure and tyson i think my goal is essentially with every other stereotype that everyone else has is essentially break down those barriers Mm -hmm. and internally you know finally just recognize who we are as people have us introduce ourselves to you versus you know create this ideal stereotype at face value. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I'm just an individual like everyone else. I have my coffee. I wake up. Everything's the just the same. The fact that you like coffee already makes <laughs> you just amazing to me. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, 
That one thing, Jonathan that is all will my, judge you on that's that. That's really the only thing I judge anyone on. It's yeah, coffee. exactly. So a two-part question for both of you. Um, you know, you have mentioned that LGB and then the T is how we often view it, but also our experiences of being, you know, oppressed, of not being understood, of coming out, and, you know, family trauma like that do unite us in a way. What do you think unites us as an LGBT community and what do you think are the barriers in the LGBT community that separate the trans from lesbian, gay, and bi? Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah, loaded question. Laying it down thick. Laying it down thick. Long-winded question. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> go. Um, I really do think that as a community, we do try to support each other as right. best we possibly can. I mean, it just... I do think barriers that need to be broken down still is the fact, like, you know, Gwen mentioned earlier, that transgender is not a sexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm transgender, I can't identify with any of those labels. However, the best way that transgender fits in with an LGB community is the fact that we're just so more, we're so much more accepting. Sure. Mm-hmm. And therefore, it's a freedom of expression to simply be yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I think that partly is the reason why it should never really be separated. However, there needs to be this unification. Right. This essential transgender movement to show that this is who we are. Let me give you a basic level of education, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's that, like, it's, it's separate, but then it's also similar. Because, I mean, like, yes, gender identity is for, tra- for, the, trans, for the transgender, the T part of the LGBT but the sexuality also has to do with what gender you are so there's that connection yeah so I feel like it's a I feel like I can understand why why the field needs to be separate is because I mean really that is a connection but it's a very thin line Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this is what I think I almost feel like coming from the gay guy you know obviously not trans I almost feel like you mentioned uh camaraderie in the LGBT part of it i think that's where we should draw our strength in that the lgb over here should be fully supportive and rah 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 behind the trans movement because the fact is it it is a separate movement just because of how the laws and everything are working so that means we should be backing our trans because we're human beings we should be backing that and saying you know what the reason it's separate i think is because the goals are probably about a decade behind what the LGB people have been able to do. Mm -hmm. So we need to push and be a strong foundation under the trans movement because it's about people allowed to live their lives and be people. But I see the reason why I feel a lot of uh, transgender individuals feel like there needs to be a separate, don't just lump us in there because it's so easy to, to forget us. And just put us in there and, oh, that's okay. I mean, let's talk about the Supreme Court where the conversation started early on that they dis- the lawyers decided, listen, we probably can get a win if we make it about lesbians and gays. But if we start bringing in transgender yep. movement, then yep. we're going to lose it. Oh so yeah. right away the conversation was, oh, let's just toss those people exactly. aside so we can get it. It's awesome that we have that, but that conversation is still happening, mm-hmm. which means we even more need to get behind people and <laughs> be like, you know what? It's It's – freedom and liberty for all period so i mean i totally get that and to sometimes feel like hey you forgot about us over here right you know what i mean i totally totally get that do you (coughs) being let's be honest spokane does not have any well they don't have our show until we came along 
they don't have the voice of two people from Spokane who are open and out and transgender stepping up and saying, hey, this is what I think we need to talk about every month. Mm -hmm. Does that cause any pause for either one of you? Did it make you nervous at first when you thought, what if the boys say yes, uh, we really are going to do this? Tell me about that part of it. Um, I wouldn't say it really made me nervous at all um, because I've, I feel like the representation was needed and I was willing to step up to that plate. Sure, yeah. Same for myself. I mean, honestly, I think Gwen and I are out in the community so much already, you know, either running to support groups or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's just a shared passion that it needs to be done. It needs to be said. If no one else is going to do it, like, it's our job. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that I I personally have a ton of questions, and uh, I I love being able to ask you and uh, you know give the listeners something to think about, some mm -hmm. answers. But I know the listeners probably would also have some questions, so I'd love to open up the lines uh, for callers. Uh, if you have any questions for Gwen or Ty over here, they are our trans experts for uh, yeah. the day, and once a month they will I be. Know. So uh, feel free to call at five zero nine seven four seven three eight zero seven. Uh, we'll take your call and ask them your questions. But while you do that, um, question for you guys. I mean, obviously, like we had stated in the first hour, six states fully support, Washington being one of them, thankfully, fully support LGBT rights with, you know, inclusive of trans people. That means medical. I mean, you get insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is that a huge worry for you? I mean, nationally, we don't have that. And in Washington State, a lot of the times, it's always hinging on that budget. You know, what are they going to cut next? Mm -hmm. I personally feel very grateful the fact that Washington State has as many, you know, so many rights that we do. Yeah. However, I mean, I think the process still is a difficult one that needs to be easier. Okay. Whether it be through insurance or simply just getting hormones to begin with, it's still a difficult road. And I can't even imagine being within a state that doesn't have those rights, being as difficult as it is within Washington. Yeah, if you feel like there's still a struggle in one of the six states one that has it, yeah. then I think that means there's a lot that needs to be, exactly. needs to be said. And Gwen? Um, it's a little worrisome because for the states that don't have those protections, it's a race to either ban something or getting that protected. Right. Like right. in Florida, they had a bill that they were, that they're, I, don't, I can't remember if they're still working on it, but it was something where you had to show your ID yes. to go to the bathroom. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's very worrisome and it's dehumanizing. It really dehumanizing is yeah. it right there. I, we forget that to recognize our humanity and therefore we take it away from other people. I, you know, I'll go ahead and speak for Sergey and I on this because I, I wholeheartedly believe he believes the same thing that I'm going to say, which yeah. is we are very <laughs> excited that uh, you guys came to us. We're very excited that you work with us anyways. You guys have been amazing and we've really, and what I love is Sergey said so many questions we have that we want to ask you. I think last year when we uh, interviewed the head of the National Transgender Organization out of DC, mm -hmm. it was very nerve wracking because bef you don't ever, we're very respectful human beings. We never want to step on toes with you two being, you know, we've known each other, we've built a relationship. I do feel very comfortable going, I could sound stupid here, but I'm going to say it. And then 
I feel like that's the great gift that you bring not only to us, and I'm excited to see what we learn because you start throwing out terms and you're like, you know, <laughs> MTF and yeah. all this, and no. I'm like, people are going to want to know. People will want to <laughs> exactly. know. And yeah. that you, you two are willing to share your experience. That's amazing. And I do want to say mm-hmm. we are going to be unveiling articles that you two will be writing um, that we are going to be more than happy to get out there. And, I, you know, we've had the... We've been lucky, and we uh, obviously got to read your first two articles before we published them. And you two are very transparent, very open about talking about – you're very vulnerable talking about your experience. And that is what's going to change people's lives and change the way they see things. And uh, more power to you. You know, we're old hats at this now, Mm -hmm. and we we go Mm -hmm. out and say things and get screamed at. Um, I I have a lot of respect for the both of you. Yeah. Thank you. Now to add on to what Jonathan just said, I mean, I I, th- I feel like there has been a lot of, you know, the public not asking questions because they're afraid of militant people mm-hmm. who will call them out and yell at them and say, you said that wrong. You mm-hmm. can't. That's it. They shut you down. And there has been a lot of that in our own community. Um, but what I think is important is the fact that you guys are so transparent, like Jonathan mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, just opening it up, opening up the conversation, saying, ask what you need to ask. And we're, I mean, we're going to tell you it's about the education because so many times, I mean, I I definitely a couple months got over it and said, you know what, you, I'm going to say how I feel. You can, you can tell me I'm wrong (laughs) about it. I'll learn about it. I don't care if you're going to call me out on this. Go for it. But I mean, there's a lot of people who will be afraid to step out and ask those questions because they're afraid of being attacked. Um, So it's just great that you guys can be, you know, have this platform and openly talk about it and that brings up a question i'm going to ask you you two about an incident that happened probably a year ago and this is going to tell a lot about how so um gabrielle sidibe was on the last season of american horror story they did that season in new orleans she was on the arsenio hall show doing a promo for the season and she mentioned that she was at a local bar and i apologize now for the word i'm just quoting her i know this is not what she said but I'm going to say it, so please know it's not for be offensive. But she said on the Arsenio Hall show, she was astounded because the cops were throwing, quote unquote, trannies into a cop car and arresting them. What happened after that was what needed to happen, an educational moment of, hey, not cool. That's not how you say it. But what happened was she was taken to task where what I saw was, Let's definitely bring this up. This needs to be a conversation. This is not how you speak about it. And this is, these are not acceptable words. And that's how we learn. But instead, she was taken to task for that and publicly, uh, honestly, felt like crucified. Like taken to a point of there wasn't an educational moment. There was let's totally slam this girl. What is your to something that's offensive, no doubt. How would you, looking at an incident like that, how do you, how do you what's your response? Um, There's an uncomfortable question for you. I just oh, yeah. For it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I guess I would, I wouldn't crucify her mm-hmm. for it. No, because, I mean, if you're uneducated, you're uneducated. Why yeah. be right. punished for something you didn't know? Right. I felt like they should have made her a spokesperson. Like, talk to her and be like, show that she's like, oh, and she should have done an apology. And then she could have gone out and done public service announcements and educated that's what I thought, because I thought, what a great way, because she didn't intend. I mean, it would be different her int- if her intentions behind it were ugly, mm-hmm. but she messed up on national television huge. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let's totally make her the reason to 
to educate. That's not how it was uh, uh, taken. Now, Tyson, I know you enough to know that you you definitely have opinions, which is why <laughs> what's amazing. What would your response to that be? I think it really has to like delve more into like is she actually truly uneducated and needs that basic level of education, or is it true ignorance? There's a huge difference there. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the difference. The difference is uneducated people simply just need that basic level of education versus ignorance where it's like they don't care to learn, they don't want to learn. Like purposeful ignorance. Exactly. It's just going to be a continuation of what they think without trying to tr- get another perspective mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what. Do you think there is, there is, should even be a choice between using or seeing if you can educate someone and make them part of the solution? Or do you think it's okay uh, to take it all the way to we need to totally lambast this person, which is fine. Do you think there's a room for both, or do you think it should be one way, or how, you know what I mean? Honestly, I'm always an advocate for basic education. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, I think, my constant goal in life. doesn't matter, you know, where I am. I think it's essentially people just need that. Right. Sure. I mean, if it was Clarence Thomas who said that, I say take him and just totally socially ostracize him, I'm all for it. Yeah, here's the (laughs) thing. Because his backing of that would be to be purely hateful. Yeah, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. This is a little bit the same conversation with outing. If someone is going to be damaging you and your movement and the community... Um, then purposefully. Uh, yeah, purposefully, it, yeah. exactly. Coming after you, then maybe coming after them, fighting fire with fire uh, in a way, is is a better solution than to just say, okay, well, we're just going to educate you and hope you learn. Because right. obviously their intention is not to learn. It's to uh, annihilate right. you, essentially. You and know? I think maybe that's just me being naive in the sense that yeah. I try never to fight fire with fire. And, right. you know, most of the time, it, it sometimes it really doesn't need to be done. Mm-hmm. I think my goal is constantly do what I can get the word out if i didn't say it correct the first time let's try a different way and continue on and on and on you've been on this show long enough to know that we don't say it correct the first time on many things oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah and i think this conversation is perfect proof of why you guys have to have this segment (laughs) and that sergey and i will because that obviously came filtered through this this gay guy you know what i mean obviously and and it doesn't affect me personally so maybe that affects the way i see things and so i'm excited that it's going to be filtered through two people who are there. And and I think that's going to be a more authentic segment mm-hmm. than Sergey and I, you know, trying See, to. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to call you out, Jonathan. Do it. I have never done this on the air, so I'm oh, going to do it. Don't be, fun for me. don't be upset with me. You, <laughs> just me said, you just said it doesn't personally affect you, but I want to challenge that because do. it does. Do. Because you know Tyson, you know Gwen, you have them as your friends and, yes, interns. They it does personally affect you because when something happens with them, a their work isn't great, and b <laughs> they're your I mean, th- they're friends. Snap. I I just want to challenge that anyone who says Dude, it doesn't out, personally, sir. yeah, you've been called out. Uh, yeah, I anyone <laughs> that says I'm not personally affected by LGBT yeah. and I include the T, you're wrong because you are because you, you know someone. You are. You so know. You know someone. what we talked in the first segment about yeah. good leaders. Yeah, accept <laughs> consequences when they're wrong. Very well point. I'm going to take that and be, you are very true. Thank that you. is extremely right. Mm-hmm. But it also shows how easy it is to lessen someone else's experience because, like you said, yeah. it doesn't affect me. But you are correct. If you care about people, mm-hmm. it affects you. So my apologies. That was well put. Got to say. There you go. 
Get called out on get this called show. Out. Ooh, first time. You heard it here. Uh, you did. And I'm not going to like punish and you I, for this. You know I'm just going to say hate it. when you have to be like, oh, <laughs> you're right. right. I feel bad. <laughs> um, he's right. <laughs> Correct. Truly uh, being outspoken. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Right? Nailed you it. see, we don't always agree. No, no we don't. Well, and that we, was well we agree. We just, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, well mm. put. Are, so what can we look forward to in the future from Spill the Tea? Um, you can look forward to um, more education about the differences between the transgender umbrella. Um, and you can look forward to hearing more about the struggles and the conquests of the trans movement. Mm. Oh, I, I like, like it. it. Struggles and conquests. I know. struggles. And it sounds like it should be a book. Yeah. <gasps> There you go. You guys can write your first book. <laughs> Struggles and Conquest. Yeah, Jonathan's going to send you on everything. You're the trans conquistadors. <laughs> you are. I love it. I'm excited. We're going to start putting your bios and everything up on mm. our websites. Uh, going to start getting you more and more out there. Um, I'm excited. You two have opened our eyes oh, yeah. amazingly over the last, Gwen, six months, I think. Seven months now. Yep. Uh, shy little Gwen. What uh. happened? Oh, we'll <laughs> turn him around. Yeah. You're we'll turn it around. So I think <laughs> that is very excited. It. I'm excited that you guys are going to start doing this, and uh, I think your ni- your first one is on July 19th. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. So yes. First yes, it is official. That's exciting. So I'm looking forward to that, and I know everybody listening. I'm going to learn a lot too. Yeah. So we, I'm going to play another song, and of course we're going to com- co- continue to celebrate. Are we? Yeah, we're going to continue <laughs> to celebrate. I'm sorry. I had, like you love to say, you had a little stroke there. Yeah, I do. I happening. totally did. It was I had a little stroke. Um, we're going to continue to celebrate. And I mean, George Michael sang it first. You got to have faith. And we did for all those years, and it paid off. So, <laughs> George Michael with faith, let's hear it. We had faith, and it happened. Heck yeah. It definitely did. All right, you're back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Yo Boys at Outspoken. It's been an exciting hour. If you uh, missed it, first hour we had our special Straight Talk guest, uh, Sather Gowdy, was in studio as we talked about the new Supreme Court ruling, and because he's an African-American in Spokane, uh, we talked about Rachel Dolezal. And then the second hour, we announced a new segment coming up, First one happened once a month. First one's July 19th. Spill the tea with Gwen and Ty is going to be our new transgender segment. And we're going to learn a lot. We're going to, it's education station over (laughs) here. Education station. Now, I love love how how we just shamelessly used Sather Gowdy as our token black black man in Spokane. Yeah, just like, all right. I warned him that's what was going to happen. It is what it He's is. Like I mean, he lives here. He knows how it works. Right, exactly. He's <laughs> part of the the 2% of <laughs> African American population right. we have here. Let's and be honest. And he's an awesome, well-spoken, oh, uh, yeah. opinionated a man and going to law school and kind of knows what I he's talking about. I cannot wait until he goes to law school. I know. I meant to tell him he was going to be our lawyer. Exactly. Forgot. Come on, Sather. Be a lo- or be honestly, he needs to be on the Supreme Court. Um, he right? needs I to see be a that justice. In our future. Go and replace Clarence Thomas. Please. Tomorrow. I know. Right now. <laughs> Remember. Uh, where else you can find our show if you didn't if you missed it today? You can always go on iTunes and look us up. Outspoken, we are podcasting to iTunes, and make sure to leave us a review. Uh, hopefully, a good one. But I mean, I guess you can be honest. We'll let you be honest. We'll but let you be honest. We encourage five stars. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> strongly encouraged. Uh, we we yeah. will bribe you for it. And uh, we are going to start having the full shows up on iTunes the following day. So on every Monday. Uh, you'll be able to go on there and get those and mm-hmm. leave those uh, those uh, 
reviews, reviews yeah. on there. Remember, you don't have to be in the Spokane area, although we love our Spokaneites. Um, but if you're not and you're listening from, we have a lot of Seattle listeners. Uh, we have a lot of listeners from Mexico. We um, do. All we do. over. Feel free to go on. You can listen to the boys. Be crazy everywhere. And everywhere. I mean, it's great. If you're if you're in the car, you might as well. It's not Sunday noon to mm-hmm. two and you're in the car on Monday. Great. Listen to us on a podcast. I know. We love it anyways. Now, Jonathan, I know that this is, and a lot of people aren't really up to date on this. Yeah, um, but we're going to all be soon. Right. Exactly. We will have to be. But I just kind of want to open the door a little bit, like uh, crack it open. Yeah. Bernie Sanders uh, right. out of Vermont. He is a hopeful for a Democratic nomination. I mean, he's come out real strong, and a lot of people are saying, wow, he's he's going to pass Hillary here soon. And he has been, he's been stealth. Yeah. He snuck up from the grassroots, mm-hmm. started getting exactly. more and more. I will say that polls are showing that he is the second he choice is. for the Democrats. Now, Hillary's points are so far above everyone's oh, yeah. that it's hard. But what's interesting is he, the, the amount he has come up, in the, such a short length mm-hmm. of time is why we're saying, oh, what could happen? I mean, oh yeah, and obviously at this oh, point yeah. in the race, anything can happen. But Bernie, it could you could be seeing a Hillary Bernie ticket mm-hmm. um, in the future. And right now, because of his movement forward, it, there's a chance there that really he could is. overtake Hillary. There really is. And you know, it's been said, and there's been been polls out there and articles that the approval, you know, percentages of President Ob- Barack Obama really affects Hillary Clinton's oh, yeah. approval oh, yeah. ratings. So honestly, as long as he can keep them up, she has a good stance. But Here, well, Bernie I, has a lot of things that is getting into people's oh, heads yeah. going, wait a minute, he has some good, great ideas. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you, uh, if any of you guys out there are Redditors or love to go on Reddit, he did an AMA on there, Ask Me Anything. Um, and, people, and people did. He... Uh, has been called the president of Reddit because he got so much good feedback from it. Everything he said, um, a, a lot of people would criticize as very socialist. But I mean, yeah. let let's be honest. But a lot of people are also saying maybe it's time. It's time Here's for a, someone yeah. who has more socialist values. Here's what to I be think in about it. Bernie is obviously not the big money guy. He does not take money from big corporations. He mm-hmm. has stated that, and he has proven that in all of his public. Uh, office positions. He's never taken big money. He takes small donations, which is kind of what we want to start to see. We're fighting right, to separate big money. Exactly. Big money, yeah. um, and that's something that Hillary has claimed to do, but obviously not followed through. Here's the thing. I love both of them. I, I, I think both of them are great. But the problem is Bernie is very left, very left. Extremely. And I don't know how many compromises might happen if... Right. The situation is like it is right now where, you know, Congress is majority Republican and mm-hmm. uh, the president and the cabinet obviously are and are not. The country does tend to shy away from extremists. Right. I exactly. think that's why you don't see a Tea Party president. Yes. Um, it's also why we don't see extreme uh, leftist oh, yeah, politicians. Yeah. But the thing with Bernie is he's breaking some rules. He really in the is. The fact that he really is. The amount of attention and the amount of grassroots support mm-hmm. he's able to get without big money is incredible. Is inc- incredible. incredible. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he is a Democrat mm-hmm. uh, in um, Senator from Vermont, he is, as yeah, you stated, exactly. known to be very uh, progressive. Yeah. As someone told me this week, they don't like to be called liberal. They like to be called progressive. Well, yeah. Um, ever since ever since the Republicans kind of, you know, exactly. shot liberal down. Exactly. And they framed it in a, a, a yeah. different way. Um, but we can't 
just like we talked about the other, we can't ignore certain things. No. You can't ignore Bernie. You cannot, no. Because the amount, and who knew, there was never a whisper that this man wanted to run for president. And then all so of a sudden. he just came out yeah. and ran. So I, you know, like you said earlier, we are we are told many times that we, we seem to be so pro-Hillary mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. how can we have already made that decision? And we have tried to say. We haven't. We haven't made that no. decision. What we have made the decision is, right now, if it was only Hillary, and a bunch of Republicans, obviously, well, yeah. and I'm not saying I'm anti-Hillary. What I'm saying is this guy's one to look at, absolutely, Check and to know out. more Check about, out. yeah, to know if I'm going to go the Democrat right. route. I would like to know what the issues are. Exactly. Well, see, my wrapping up, my big thing between the two of them, I think it comes down to who do you want to win or who can win? Because right now I think there Hillary has a really big chance right. winning because she she is playing the political game that has been set up. She is taking big money donations. She yeah. is playing. But well, the thing is, Hillary is also a little bit of a loose cannon with well, the emails. And One she, scandal comes up and what? Yeah, and there's a dynasty, as yeah, we oh said yeah, before. Yeah. So what does that do... If we already are like mm, one person yeah, who doesn't exactly. have term limits, now we have a family who's been in office for decades. Uh, you worry about that. Oh yeah. But she, but you, like you said, she knows how to play the game. She knows how to play the game. And I don't think Hillary could have. She couldn't do a Bernie Sanders no big money. Oh no. Because of the Republicans who have the Koch brothers in their pocket. Oh yeah. Who have billions of dollars now that's oh, been yeah. donated to to their side. You. To be a viable candidate, I think she had to mm-hmm. for it to have a chance. But then you have Bernie here, so who knows? Now, Bernie has also run for uh, governor yeah. Um, yeah. more than once and lost those bids. So you have to take that in con- into consideration. Does you he do. have the staying power? Is his extreme leftist ideas, even if I agree with some of them, mm-hmm. are they going to ostracize him when it comes to the national stage? That it's going to come down to, and everybody in America needs to, yeah. you know, vote for you in order for you to be president. Is that going to stop him? I mean, there's here's the thing that I told you. I don't know a lot about Sanders right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know what I've read so far. A lot of people don't know a lot about him. That's but the I thing. Will, mm-hmm. Exactly. But I will tell you this. I am committed to no more because there it is. I don't there think he's out of the race by any means. And it's better to know who's up there than not and you know what i applaud you for being an educated voter well done right you everyone set the should example be. in the bar <laughs> high jonathan everybody go educate yeah. yourself it's and, important and learn. Mm-hmm. because i'm sorry november's going to be here before you know it oh yeah so start now mm-hmm. because if you're going to go to those to those polls please know what's important to you yeah We've said it a million times you vote how you want Know what's important to you. Don't just show up and go, I watched a commercial. Because you have no business voting. Exactly. Because then money, they just bought you. They yeah, just bought your exactly. vote. That's it. Don't let them buy the your big vote. money comes. They're going to get exactly. their candidate in yeah. front of your face and say what they want to say about them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to destroy their fellow opponent on those things. But is that where the truth lies? No, you need to do your research. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Just, just saying. So, anyways, that was a good way to wind it down, keeping right. those people updated, and uh, make sure to. And we commit in we the do future. Commit. We're going to talk about. Oh, Sanders. we will. Let's this talk is about what this he is a conversation this coming up. Yeah. Yep. So stay tuned. Uh, call in. You know, go read, form that opinion. Do. And we will we will talk about Email it. Email us if you want to, listeners at hotmesssunday.com. Mm-hmm. Go to Facebook. Y'all have great conversations during the week, and I love reading them. Yeah. So you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash outspokesman or tweet us because we love the Twitter. We love our Twitter. So at outspokesman, 
on Twitter. And please find us on iTunes so you can hear us any day of the week. Any day of the week. And don't forget to rate us on the tunes yeah, when do. you are in your car listening to it. We will Yay. also be coming to most and all major podcasting apps and websites yeah, very, very shortly. Yep. So uh, hopefully by next week we'll be on there. The Stay boys tuned. are on it. And we will let you go now as soon as <laughs> I get things right. Anyways, remember to join us next Sunday as we come back to the airwaves. 